Hi. Hello. Welcome back to And Also with Kathy and Christine. We are still doing, of course, Life and Death, which is the reimagining of Twilight. Um, we are on chapter seven today. It's called Nightmare. There's a lot of changes, actually, that Stephanie made to this chapter. I don't know if you did. I mean. Yeah. We'll get there. I but didn't. <laughs> there's a, so there's some changes that she made that I feel like. Okay, so let me just actually preface all of this by saying. She kind of did herself a disservice. At the beginning of this book, she had this big forward. If this is your first time listening to anything having to do with life and death, she did a gender swap. And she made... Right, sorry. Yeah. She made Edward Edith a girl and Bella Bo a boy. And she did a gender swap pretty much throughout the rest of the, all the characters. They were boys. They're girls now. They were girls. They're boys now. Very binary. But anyway... So at the beginning of the book, she does this whole thing in the forward where she breaks down the percentages of what changes she made to the story because Bo is now uh, a boy. So the premise is basically that Bella's not weak because she's a woman. Bella's weak because she's a human because, you know, she wanted to defend Bella and, you know, feminism and all that. Now, here's the thing. If she hadn't said at the beginning that this was not about Bella uh, or the story didn't play out the way that it did because Bella's a girl, I wouldn't have that much to complain about. Or, no, I still would. I still would. That's a lie. But this particular thing, I would. Like, That's awfully misleading. <laughs> this particular thing, I wouldn't gripe so much about because I feel like she said at the beginning that five percent of the story changed because of the gender. So only five percent of the story changed because boy, boy, boy is a boy, because Bo is a boy, um, <laughs> and it's that's not true. That's not true because a few things. Even if we are, we're only on seven seven uh, chapters right now. And so much has already changed because of Bo being a boy. And I think that she maybe just doesn't understand or maybe she's tried to like downplay it. She's bad at math, she's, I think. She, she's bad at math. <laughs> she's like, 75% of the story changed because I wanted it to. And then 25 changed because he's a boy. And then 30 changed. Because, no, that didn't happen. But 5% is definitely way off the mark. Yeah. It, it, a lot more ch- than 5% changed because of Bo's a boy. So the last time that we talked about it, um, Bo had met Jules on... Uh, at La Push, and she had told him about the Cold One story. So now he's thinking about, like, you know, the, the Cullens being possibly vampires and all that. And part of this plays out the way that it did with Bella. Like, he gets home, and he's like, I'm tired. He goes straight to sleep. He puts on the CD, which we spend a lot of time talking about the CD, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> Can I just say one thing about the CD? Yes, yeah. Bo says, I concentrated only on the music, trying to make out the lyrics to unravel the complicated drum patterns. Did that happen with Bella? I think it did. Okay. So then, never mind. I think it did, but but actually, because the reason why I brought it up is because I was like, why is why is Bo listening to it critically, like trying to decipher the drums and like you know what I'm saying, like, and Bella, I don't remember Bella saying that specifically. I remember Bella just being like, I threw it on, and it was noisy, and I fell asleep. I don't remember her. I, I could be wrong, obviously. You it, well, I mean, it's been known to happen. Has it? Well, I mean, it, all things are possible. <laughs> it's the first time for everything. Right, right. Um, let me just say a quick look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she just she said the same thing. Okay, never mind then. They're both apparently musical critics. What I find weird about it, and I don't know if I said this the first time that we 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 saw this happen with Bella, is the idea that you could have music loud enough that you stop thinking. Is that a thing? Mm. Is that or is that just like a heavy metal thing? Because this particular CD is heavy metal. Because I don't think I've ever had music loud enough to drown on my thoughts. Me either. <ughughs> so. <laughs> I, just, I just know. I don't know. It's like, 
if I'm I'm gonna ruminate, but now I'm just vibing while ruminating. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had music play so loud that like I what ends up happening is I just start thinking about the like stuff having to do with the music. Um, <laughs> you know, if I'm listening to like a sad song, I'll be like, mm, I'm so sad, and then I start thinking about all the reasons I'm sad. Like I don't think it's ever stopped my. It thoughts. aids the thought process right. actually. <laughs> so I <laughs> it made it go faster. <laughs> like, like I would have just <laughs> sat here and be like. I'm sad and like maybe not got into the reason why, but then I listen to a song that's like, I'm sad because no one loves me. And then I'm like, wait, I'm sad because no one loves me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I don't understand this whole thing of like, it, it drowned out the thoughts. I, I've never had those kind of weak thoughts before. <laughs> um, sorry. Sorry, Bo. In fact, I've stopped hearing music even as it plays in my ears. Correct. <laughs> strong thinking game. That's what it is, right? Like, so, like, there's times where you're like, I was just listening to this, but I didn't hear any of this play out. Let me rewind. I missed my favorite part. You would think it's, it's because your thoughts were drowning the music instead of the other way around. Reversed. <laughs> um, so, so Bo's a liar. Anyway, none of um, that. None of that was a thing. Let's. Okay. So Bo has the same nightmare that Bella has. He is in the woods, and he Jules is like, "Listen, we gotta go run." But he wants to get to the beach where he sees sunlight coming in. And um, Michaela's calling him. Jules is telling him to run in, uh, deeper into the forest where it's darker. Just like in Bella's dream, Edward steps out into the light. And then she sees him and it's like it says that his skin is like glowing. Here, the difference between Edward and Edith is that Edith comes out. I'm going to describe what she, what she comes out looking like. So then Edith stepped out from the trees. She wore a black dress. It hung all the way to the ground but exposed her arms to the shoulders and had a deep cut v for a neckline her skin was faintly glowing and her eyes were flat black she held up one hand and beckoned me to come to her her nails were filed into sharp points and painted a red so so dark they were almost as black as her dress her lips were the same color now in bella's dream edward just comes out into the clearing and she just sees his glowing skin edith he goes into describing what she's wearing and she's wearing a very sexy dress and I knew this was going to happen. Didn't I tell you when we first started reading this? That I was like, she's going to play it out like it's not a thing of power. But Edward was, was overpowering Bella all the time, right? But what she did with Edith was, when she did the, the swap, was that she made Edith this seductress, this temptress. And that is how she was going to have power over Bo. I knew she was going to do that. And the reason why it's annoying is because that does not prove your point, Stephanie. That is not the feminist point you're trying to make here. It isn't. And one of the... Actually, I'm not going to get to it because it's, it's a little bit later on. But some of the fam... fam who? Did I almost say vampire? Yes. I am a vampire. No, I please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> Wait, is that what, is, that's what they were called, right? Yes. That's, yes. What, that's what Twilight fans are called. That's why I'm cringy. I was never a vampire, to be clear. Let's make sure that that's out there. Me neither. Oh, yeah, no. Neither of us. Wink, wink. Christina. <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, that just like, traumatized me. episode for the week. That Thanks. traumatized me back to 2008. <laughs> um, I'm back in two weeks. <laughs> um, so, some of the vampire lore talks about vampires, specifically women, being like temptresses and stuff. And so... I feel like that's probably what she's tapping into. But the thing is that at this point, Bella didn't have any kind of like super sexual feelings toward Edward. She right. found him hot. But these are sexual feelings. Right. Like he's having a wet dream about Edith. Come on. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but even like the whole idea of like the female vampires as like seductresses and temptresses, the most famous vampire in literary history is a man, correct? And I just don't understand how this is how like the lore or the mythology is like in women who are like these whatever like well he says later on that that it was used to to um justify the high mortality rates infant mortality rates yeah no i get that but i'm just kind of like all this lore is made up by men so of course they have this fantasy of this like seductress woman and then when they get caught cheating with their wives they're like oh she was a vampire she cast a spell blah 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 yeah like Come on. So, but my whole thing is that she, I knew she was going to do this. Mm-hmm. I knew she was going to make Edith this, like, and at this point, up to now, Edith isn't this. So this whole thing is his own fantasy because Edith is not this right. seductress person. No. Okay. He's already has the vampire idea kind of running in his mind. Um, when he wakes up, he talks about, like, getting in the shower and then he dresses in the same jeans that he wore yesterday. And I'm just, why does she have to specify that? <laughs> why does she have to specify that? Like, just say, you got dressed. I just, there are certain things that she does that she specifies that she gets, you know what I mean? Like, she gets to see these things. I'm just like, why? Like, for example, this. He is trying to stall. So he turns on his computer because he's going to do some research on vampires. Um, and so he turns on his Not computer. Not to be confused with vampires. Christine. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. Right, 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 right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <sighs> sorry. You're like I just got past it. Sorry. Um. So he he's doing research on vampires. <laughs> Shut up. But he's starting up his computer. But of course, this is early 2000s, so he's doing dial up and it doesn't take some time. So he's like, oh, to 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 stall, I'm gonna go downstairs and have some cereal. She specifies very weirdly. I ate slowly, so the last bites were too soggy to finish. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why is this a thing? This that's something kind of conversational. That you, you know what I mean? Like I could, I, I could. Imagine. I don't even think you would say that. I think somebody would be like, well, "You're not gonna finish that." No, nah, man, soggy. this is too soggy. Right. You wouldn't even go. You know what I hate? You know what I never finish? Soggy, soggy cereal. cereal. <laughs> soggy cereal can get wrecked. Not hate by me. <laughs> hate soggy cereal. Um, let's get into this. Sir, this is a Wendy. <laughs> explains why the cereal is so bad um so so he goes back upstairs he's gonna go through his um his vampire lore catalog um so he of course uh gets to the academic website vampires a through z (laughs) which it was academic because it had white background with black lettering and wow it takes so little to impress these people (laughs) but um, so it, th- this pretty much goes the same way as it does in Twilight. He sees these stories, um, the story of the Daneg, um, which is one of my favorite, um, vampire lore stories. And so then he talks about reading descriptions about like, um, well, he was looking for things that sounded familiar. He's reading descriptions about, um, from eyewitness accounts and it's talking about how a lot of the lore seemed to, like I said, it, it presented beautiful women as demons and children as victims. Um, and it seemed like they were trying to explain away high mortality rates uh, for young children and to give guys an excuse for infidelity. I feel like also, she doesn't go into it here, um, Stephanie Meyer doesn't, but I think that there's like a really close connection between vampire and like mysticism and, and witchcraft. 
that she doesn't really kind of tap into. Mm-hmm. She doesn't actually doesn't tap into it at all in any of the Twilight books. And I think that she is actually is actually very removed. So when someone has any kind of power, she calls it ability. And I think it's to try to steer clear of that magical, mm-hmm. you know, element element of it. Because you know, magic bad, hot vampire good, hot vampire good. That being said, he does the same thing that Bella does. He reads all of this wild information about how horrible these these vampires are and how they kill people and their bloodlust. Then he gets to the Stragoni Benefici, an Italian vampire said to be on the side of goodness and a mortal enemy to all evil vampires. And he goes, it was a strange relief that one small entry, the one myth among hundreds that claimed the existence of good vampires. And I think that while never go into scientific research, Bo, <laughs> never go into scientific no. research. He, this is confirmation bias. Bo wanted to believe that there were possibly good vampires. And when he saw this, he was like, oh, it's lit. She must be a good vampire. Now, here's the thing. And I think that it didn't really strike me when I was reading in Twilight. Like, I knew she wanted to believe that Edward was good, especially when he kept telling her, like, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad. And, of course, she's like, no, you're good, or I can help you. I can fix I can you. Save you. All that stuff. I feel like Bo had this thing where he was like, oh, there are good vampires. Edith is not like most, most vampires. Oh. oh, yes. <laughs> Edith is not like most girls. But let's take it a step further. The Cullens are, are not, not like most, most vampires. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Why not? Sorry. sorry. <laughs> take it off. <clears throat> um, let's do it again. All right, let's do it again. So, that, that, that was the one that's gonna say. It's like, the no, Collins are, are not most like most vampires. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. I don't even know why I indulged you. I knew you were gonna do that. They're not like most vampires. Okay, okay. So the Collins are not like most vampires. I was hoping you would say girls. <laughs> when I saw that wasn't gonna happen, I was like, I guess I'm going for it. <laughs> the Collins are not like most girls. Okay, you got your or vampires or vampires. Um. So the Cullens, you know, and I feel like that's kind of Bo, because Bo has this thing of, like, Edith isn't like most girls. He already has that, and of course, that has his own, like, set of complications and stuff. But this whole thing of, like, they're not like most vampires, and it's like, that's true, but also, this is reeking not like most girls stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, he, you know, continues to, like, do some research, and he's like, you know what, this is so stupid. He closes the computer, or shuts it down. Um, not closes because it's not a laptop. Um, he shuts down his computer without waiting for anything to turn off, like a heathen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he's like, I'm going to go get some And then he wants to be like, my internet is so slow. Hello, treat your technology with some respect. Right. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to go outside and get some fresh air. Okay. Was that good, Mr. Was that good, Mr. Gates? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, we're, I'm, we're having a, a chip malfunction. I'm having a microchip. <laughs> we're having a chip malfunction. Um... <laughs> Yo, did Melinda Gates third eye open? She got her mic. She got her mic. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we're not supposed to stay with them this long. We're supposed to, <laughs> we're supposed supposed to-, to get the money and get out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you hear that she like rented out an island? Listen. No, she rented out an island, so she wouldn't hear. have to deal with press after the divorce announcement. You know, a whole it's, it's private hard. island. I hate rich people. <laughs> but if you're gonna be rich like that's the way to do it 
You imagine me like, I want to be away from people so badly, I'm going to rent an entire island. If you're going to be rich, like, stay away from me. Stay away from Do me. Do it away from me. Right. Thank you, Melinda. Say thank you, Melinda. <laughs> um, so. I just got zapped. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> we shouldn't ju- get, the, get the vaccine if you can. Um, there's no microchip. I've, I've been vaccinated, fully vaccinated for like three months now. And I'm perfectly fine. And anything that's wrong was there before. So. Period. Okay. <laughs> this chip came into a show that was already a problem. Exactly. It was like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm supposed to do what? Track? She always on Twitter talking about shit anyway. What am I track? What you need me for? She always My on chip- that phone all periodical time. <laughs> My chip is on a vacation right now. My chip is on a private island. (laughs) I am a private island for my chip. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) So, Bo takes a walk. (laughs) So, Bo's upset because he's, like, embarrassed that he even believes this or is even entertaining the idea. So, he takes a walk outside. He... Goes off, the same thing, goes off this trail outside. And also, I feel like I maybe have brought this up before, but they, they got, like, woods right behind their houses. Yeah. That's too country for me. <laughs> That's too country for me. Yeah. Like, and I know that Forks isn't supposed to be considered, like, a country town, you know, but, like... How do you know that? It is country. It is. It is country. It's hella it country. I guess it's just... You I know just, how much green they have in that town? There's more trees than people. It's country. Okay, but I guess I think country netting farm. That that's your bad. Oh, that's my bad. Okay, my bad. So, all right. So this country town <laughs> <laughs> with mad trees behind their houses, like that. I just I don't know, man. Maybe it's like the urban. It's like an open invitation to vampires. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Yes, we're not saying vampires should attack, but I don't know. It's it's Turkish delight for vampires. Turkish delight for vampires. Um, <laughs> we're all over the place. We are all over the map. I know. Okay, so he's in the woods and he's just like sitting there thinking about all the things that he read on that website and trying to figure out if any of them apply to either Edith or to the Cullens. Also on that one website. Yeah. That's the extent of the research that, that Bo did. Yeah. And so then he's talking about like the things that are specific to the Cullens or to Edith that are like like yes they're beautiful they're cold all this stuff they don't really come out in the sun or they're they're not around during this while the sun is out um but then he does the same thing he says and the way she sometimes spoke with unfamiliar cadences and phrases that better fit the style of the historical romances my mom loved than that of a 21st century classroom now here is one of those changes (laughs) that is so hella stupid i skipped over that i didn't read that no you, you skipped it yeah I take this very seriously. I take this podcast very seriously. That's I, why I have Twilight on the side next to me. I know. To I feel you. I feel you. You know why I take it so seriously? Because you... I got you. Yeah. To, um, but I I guess... You know one of those things when you read quickly because you know... You're, you, you assume think, what it says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I skipped over that line. So, for reference, in Twilight she says, he spoke with... Um, he sometimes spoke with unfamiliar cadences and phrases that better fit the style of a turn-of-the-century novel than that of a 21st century classroom. Bo says that fit better that better fit the style of the historical romances my mom loved than the 21st than that of a 21st century classroom. And why that distinction? 
See, this is one of the things that she does. Why that yeah. distinction? Bo, she Bo also, re- she doesn't have, she didn't have to. Yeah. Bo could also read turn of the century novels. That makes sense, especially because she's posited him as a reader. It doesn't make sense for her to change it to say like, oh, one of those romant historical romances my mom likes. First of all, does Renee know how to read? That's no. one. Two, why does it matter that it's a historical romance? A turn of the century novel is a turn of the century novel and he could read it. Like, I just... She didn't have to make this choice. Yes, she did. And then she's going to sit there and say that it's only 5% of things that have changed because Bo is a, is, is a boy. Yeah. She has the cheek to lie like that. And also, as if the historical romances that Renee is reading are historically accurate in the in a dialogue. Like, yeah, Not sure, sure. She's reading it for the realistic dialogue. Yeah, her Nora Roberts collection was because of the dialect. The dialect. <laughs> the, dialogue, <laughs> the dialogue, sure. Aside from that, has Edith spoken in any kind of way that does not fit the century she's in? No. No, she's not. Edward spoke a little weird. Yeah, he did. Edith has not. Edith hasn't done that. That's why she's a lot cooler than him. She's so corny. Not Edith, Stephanie. (sighs) And so now, (laughs) he says, there's only two options. I could either stay away from her like she's been telling me to do, which she hasn't telling him to do. Also, but she's still playing that little game with him of like, stay away from me. No, don't stay away from me. Ah, So, no. But he says, I could either stay away from her or do nothing. Now, here's a, here, he, here he goes into like, what would happen if he stayed away from her? He says, and it hurt just the idea more than it should, more than I felt I could stand. Huh? There has been no, we've been talking about this. Yeah, yeah. There's been absolutely no emotional connection between Bo and Edith. Edith wants some attention and Bo wants to hit it. There's no emotional connection that would cause like a depressive episode right. if he stopped talking to her. And she and and also he Edith doesn't even feed into like his neurosis. Like Edith isn't like some broken girl that he can come in and fix or save. Like, like Renee. So, right. If Edith was kind of like a weakling that we'd be like, okay, then I, his I could, mommy issues are coming out. Then exactly. I could understand why he feels such an instant connection or like gravitation or like, you know, like a pull towards her. Mm, however, Edith does not have that going for her. Like, there's nothing that like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just feel like, you no. And then also... The, and, and what I will say is that the, the intensity of the feeling between the two makes sense. Like, Bo's like, this seems too much to bear, right? Bella says she was gripped by despair and agony. <laughs> but that made sense at that point because Bella was in it. Yeah, yeah, And, like, yeah. he says something about, I didn't even know if there was a choice because I was already in too deep. No, you're not. Bella was in too deep. Bella wasn't deep, but because Bella's traumas specifically, she's been taking care of someone for so long, and here comes this man, this fine boy, Vike, this guy, allegedly, allegedly, this guy who's fine, he's rich, and all this stuff, and he is giving her, aside from the, the gaslighting her, and that itself being a, a kind of bonding experience between the two, the trauma bonding that they had, but aside from that, he is giving her very much, I will take care of you, yeah, yeah. vibes. Bo is not having that with Edith, Edith at all. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I don't get what you're talking about, this connection. But on the next page, Bo talks about what that connection is. Now, Bella says, because when I thought of him, of his voice, his hypnotic eyes, the magnetic force of his personality, girl, what personality? <laughs> I, I wanted nothing more than to be with him right now. Uh-huh. Bo says, 
Because when I thought of her, of her voice, her hypnotic eyes, the magnetic way her body pulled mine toward her, all I wanted was to be with her right now. No personality? Right. First of all, Edith has way more personality than Edward. Right. That's one. Two, it's not about personality. Right. It's about body. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. It is about her body. So, okay, I understand Bo wanting to be with her, physically being attracted to her. And there's nothing wrong with there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. But say that. Don't sit here and be like, the soulmate, the soulmateism is not there. You're not serving it, Stephanie. It's not there now. Of course, they have the metal scene coming up at some point. And we'll see what happens then. We will see if Edith is as ridiculous as Edward is in that metal scene. My money's on no. My money's on no, too. Just because I don't think anyone can top that. I think if anyone was as ridiculous as Edward was in that scene, the world would implode. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> but my thing is, like, this isn't about, like, it's not the same thing. And, and, and because it's not the same thing, it's not the same story. It's not the same story. Up to this point, up to page 108 in Life and Death, it is not the same story. And she promised that it would be, except for 5%. Because Bo is a boy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's not the same story. They're not, they don't have the same emotional connection. And so the ramifications of them being together or not being together, all that stuff, it's not there. You're trying to pretend like it is. You're trying to serve it up like it is. But it's not. Him saying it doesn't make it true. Thank you. You think, oh, you think words coming out of a man's mouth make it true? Honey. Honey. Anyway. <laughs> so then, <laughs> so he goes, he goes back inside and so he gets prepared for like the next day of school. Um, and it's sunny. So it's sunny, of course, the cousin's not going to be there. He doesn't realize that. He's like, oh my gosh, it's sunny. I'm in a great mood. I'm going to school early. Da, 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 da. Um, so he had finished his essay. That was, that was bow tap dancing. He's <laughs> way out the door. <laughs> He's that happy for the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes to school early. He had finished an essay that they were doing for like English class or something. Um, the day before. He goes to school early to, like, because he was just, like, so hyped to get out of the house. And then while he's sitting there, um, he's doing some trick homework and he starts sketching the, the, the Cullen's eyes on his paper, which I hate, I hated that when Bella did it. Hate it here because it never brought up again. Bella never draws again. But anyway, so, and then he's, then Michaela shows up and Michaela comes towards him. He says, Michaela was coming toward me in a skirt that only reached the middle of her thighs and a tank top. Uh, it's like 60 degrees. Michaela... Mm-hmm. Michaela, it is not that hot out. But aside from that, the hell, Stephanie? <laughs> Why? And I know that, so in Twilight, she described Mike as wearing cargo pants and like a striped rugby shirt. Say a mini skirt. A skirt that only came up to the middle of her thigh. Don't. Like, yeah, okay, she should be wearing more clothes, but not because she should be wearing more clothes, but because it's, it's a little chilly. Like, okay, seven, 60 degrees is not. But it's also like barely sixty degrees. It's still a little yeah, cold. Yeah, but like if they get rain all the that's time. That's true. That's true. That's summer for them. Right. And so then the vibe, Michaela's vibe is very different from Mike's vibe in this part. Mm-hmm. So Michaela says, Great day, isn't it? And he goes, My kind of day. And she says, What did you do yesterday? There was an annoying sense of ownership in her question. How? Where? Yeah. Where? You making it up now, Bo? Because Mike came over and Mike did have that vibe. Mike came over. First of all, Mike goes, oh, you have red in your hair? He touches her hair and then puts it behind her ear like a creep. <laughs> Michaela does not have this vibe. Yeah. She's like, oh, great weather. So what'd you do yesterday? I don't know why this is upsetting to you, sir. But okay. Then he goes, I mostly worked on my essay. 
And he and she goes, oh my gosh, yeah, that's right. It's due on Thursday, right? He goes, no, it's due Wednesday. She's like, oh crap, I gotta work on it. And so then he goes, because she was like, I was gonna ask you if you wanted to go out. And he was like, oh, why does every conversation with Michaela have to get weird? And Bella has the same thing with Mike. But a few differences in the conversation between Bella and, and Mike and Bo and Michaela. One is that Mike was weird and touched her for absolutely no reason, except for thinking that he had game. He does not. Um, Mike also asked her, so what did you write your essay about? And Miss Thing says to him, she wrote it on whether Shakespeare's treatment of the female characters is misogynistic. Michaela does not ask Bo what he wrote his essay on. Why that change? You know what I mean? It just feels like, are you saying that the boy can't be a feminist? It just doesn't make any sense. And then he does one of the worst things I feel like Bo has done in this entire book, this entire story. He says, I don't think it's a good idea for you and I to go out, Michaela. And she's like, well, why not? He goes, look, I'm breaking all kinds of man codes telling you this, so don't rat me out, okay? Man codes. Man codes. Not guy code. Not guy code. Not bro code. Right. A man code. I'm sorry. I have never, never, ever heard anyone refer to the bro code. As a man code. As a man code. Yeah. Never. And Stephanie, like, first of all, she said that she conferred with her sons. If her sons are calling this man code, everyone in Utah run. Oh my gosh, this is the second time I've said something like that with her sons. Honestly, put them in jail. <laughs> put them no. in jail. They okay. are a danger to society. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's just, let's just, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the thing is, though, aside from that, aside from that, aside from that being weird, um, it's, it's, it's just pop culture. Pop culture, like, we call it bro code. Mm-hmm. No one has ever called it a man code. Yeah. And also, y'all ain't men, period. <laughs> y'all are little boys. Is that I'm breaking all kinds of man codes. And so then she goes, man codes? Mystified. She's not mystified. She just can't believe you called it that. <laughs> She's like, I'm chasing after this? this? Yes, you are, girl. Yes, girl. Thank you, girl. Realize your worth. <laughs> um, and so then he says, Jeremy's my friend. And if I went out with you, it would upset him. She's like, mm. and he's like, I never said this, okay? It's your word against mine. Very, very unfortunate phrasing there. Bo. Mm-hmm. You straight up told the girl, your it's your word, word against mine. Hmm? Huh? And like, yeah, you're talking about whether or not you said something, but... Hmm? Hmm? I feel like, I feel like there were better ways to phrase this. Uh, if you say I did it, or if you say I said, if you say I said this to you, I'm going to deny it. But your word against mine? Puppy. <laughs> Listen. It ain't it. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's... I mean, I get what you're saying, but I also feel like there's no way that he could have said that, that it wouldn't have sounded off. It wouldn't have sounded off. Right, right. There's no way that he would have said it. So, I feel like... I think, though, he could have said, if you tell Jeremy I told you, I'll deny it. But if you say this, if you... I never said any of this, okay? It's your word against mine. Take that out of the story. Take that entire phrase out of the story and drop it somewhere else. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What's up? So, I know, I'm being sensitive to it. I don't like it. I, I find it triggering. I don't like it. Oh, I just don't like it. Okay. And so then, um, so then he says that, so she's like, oh, wow, I hadn't considered that. And so then they leave, and then he says that he is invited to Port Angeles to go watch a movie with the lads. 
Um, so Alan, Jeremy, and Logan were inviting him to Port Angeles to go see a movie and to pick up or to order corsages for the dance. Not to go shopping for tuxes or whatever. That's silly. They're going to go to the dance naked that was, together. That was <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so this is, and then something else, um, he goes into this whole kind of like thought spiral where he's like, what if I never see her again? What if, what if, what if he asked like seven or eight, what if questions in the next like two pages and that's his anxiety showing up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I just put that anxiety, baby. <laughs> Um, we reckon, we recognize that. Um, so now he goes home and so they, they canceled, they were supposed to go to Port Angeles that night, but they canceled on him because, um, Jeremy's going to take out, uh, Michaela. So he's like, I realized I had been ignoring my mom. He sends his mom emails. He's like, Hey, uh, I had a paper to write. I've been hanging out with friends. Okay. Now he goes, it was nice out, right? The weather was still nice out. So I'm going to go out and read on the lawn. And what does he read? 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And what did Bella read? Wuthering Heights. No, no, no. no. She took out to read <laughs> a compilation of Jane Austen's uh, novels. Works. Yeah. For a benefit of radio. Kathy's folding her arms. Thank you. Why the change? Why the change? And now the thing is, and so this is one of the things that she says. She says she makes changes because Bo's a boy. She also makes changes because personality-wise, they're different. And I understand that. And while I understand that 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea might be his, like, go-to, it's also, like, why is it his go-to? Why can't he not read Jane Austen? And also, on the topic, Jane Austen's probably the girliest set of books that she could have had Bella read. Mm-hmm. So, is, is that why? Because Jane Austen is too girly? Like, I don't... And so yeah. she tries to make this thing, which is like, it, they're not different because... It's the same story, and it's not... And on the topic of Jane Austen, honestly, I know that we're not on the topic of Jane Austen, but I would just like to throw it out there. I'm going to get on the topic Um, of Jane Austen. That when she wrote these stories, these stories were actually pretty subversive to popular culture back in that time. And what we've done is basically made it so that it is all so girly, and it can't possibly be taken seriously as, like, literary work and as, like, a body of work. But, like, as a body of work and as social commentary for her time, it was actually pretty brave and, um, and again, subversive of the, the time. So, shut up. You're not better than Jane Austen. Look what you guys did. You got Christine defending a white woman. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. But you're not, be- you're not too good to read Jane Austen. Period. Sorry about it. <laughs> and so then... He goes, he says that he, like, he flips through the story to try to find something to interest him in reading. He flips through the story, (laughs) not starting at the beginning, like a demon. He flips through the story. And he's like, oh, well, nothing's interesting. I'm going to just lay here and and burn. And so then he goes. I wish you would. (laughs) He says about, like, he was overreacting because he kept, because he was thinking maybe the Cullens left town because of him. And he's like, I'm overreacting. He goes, no one had ever felt. And then he says. It was just as ridiculous to imagine that someone could read my mind. I needed to stop being so paranoid. Edith would be back tomorrow. No one had ever found neuroticism attractive, and I doubted that she would be the first. Mellow, relaxed, normal. I could handle that. Just breathe in and out. First of all, you can't. Let's start there. <laughs> you can't. Second of all, I don't think... What? Well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I just wrote, like, big yikes next to that line. No one's ever found neuro... neuro, neuro no, Neuroticism. No, no one's ever found neuroticism attractive, and I doubt it she'd be the first. Yeah. Big yikes. 
there are plenty of people who I'm plenty of people who have neurosis who are attractive. (laughs) I you know it 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 just screams. It screams of like ableist kind of like for sure and 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 anything that deviates from the norm is on in some way uh unattractive, undesirable, and you know should be either like shunned or you should like if you recognize that in yourself like push it down and not like lean into it or not accept it within yourself like excuse me, I just I couldn't believe she actually said that like mm-hmm. I it just was like. Of all the things that, like, you played into that are harmful, like, that's a big one. Yeah. And then also, she, and and I think that she, so her, the anxiety stuff that she does with him, it's all very internal. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense to me. I recognize that, right? Like, and I feel like he's very, he has, like, high-functioning anxiety because he's very outwardly fine. Yeah. Right? And I feel like you you would have to know him to see it in action. So it's very internal. So that makes sense. But like for him to be like, no one ever found neuroticism attractive. First of all, I don't feel like he has expressed that outwardly to her. Right. Also, that's just a really bad take. Yeah. It's it's pretty gross. Um, so he goes in and he has dinner with Charlie, and so as they're sitting down to watch something, he says to him, This is also different. He says to him, FYI, Dad, I'm going to a movie with some of the guys from school tomorrow night, so you'll be on your own. So he asks, anyone I know? And he goes, yeah, and he tells them the, their names. And he says, um, fine, but it's a school night, so don't go crazy. He said, we'll leave right after school. Do you want me to put something out for dinner? He goes, Bo, I've been feeding myself for 17 years before you got here. I'll be fine. And he's like, I don't know how you managed to survive. But now this is a very different situation than when Bella tells him, because first of all, he says, FYI, Dad, I'm going to do this. Bella says, the girls invited me to go shopping with them. Do you mind if I go? She's asking for permission. We're not going to sit here and pretend like that's, that, that we don't know that that's how it goes. That boys get to, to tell, especially the fathers, like, I'm going to go do this. And girls have to ask permission. Like, mm-hmm. let's not pretend like that's not a thing. Yeah. So she has to ask permission. But then not just that. With Bella, he go, he tells her, but you're not going to the dance. He he brings up the dance again to her. He doesn't bring up the dance to... And, of course, he, Bo doesn't mention anything about the dance. But it's like a thing that doesn't come up. And it seems to me... And maybe I'm reading too much into this. It seems to me like Charlie accepted Bo's no. Like, I'm not going to the dance. Like, we're not talking about this again. And with Bella, he's like, oh, but you're not going to dance. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Aside from that, Bella says to him, do you need me to put something out? He goes... I've been feeding myself. And then she says to him, the same thing. I don't know how you survived. But she goes, I'll just put some cold cuts on the top shelf. I'm sorry? Why does Bo get to just go F off right after school? And Bella has to prepare dinner for her father after he said he's going to feed himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and honestly, if of the two, one of them is more inclined to be like, I'm going to do this anyway, it would be Bo. It would be Bo. Given his, his history. Except Bo has... A penis. a penis. And then, kind of in the same vein, Bella, when she leaves to go to 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 Port Angeles the following day, she leaves him a note reminding him, hey, this is where I'm going, the food's in the fridge. Bo doesn't do any of that. Bo doesn't, Bo doesn't act as if he has a, kind of like a responsibility to let his father know anything. He's just like, all right, peace out. And it's because he's a boy. Mm-hmm. It's because he's a boy. Now, here's the thing. And 
like the thing is like there are certain things that are just like very minor things that happen in the story that are changed because Bo is a boy and so I think maybe the 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 kind of like the grander things don't change because Bo's a boy but that's not what you said you said only five percent of the story has changed because Bo's a boy so if you had said the bones stay the same you know what I mean then that's fine that's not what you said you said only five percent changed and so like I feel like you in your effort to just like try to defend what it is that you're trying to do here you're making it worse you, you're, you're saying something it's like you it's like a, 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 a scientific experiment you say the hypothesis and then you go on to prove something else entirely different I feel like you said this before mm-hmm. that's what she's doing I'm really really looking forward to the next chapter because Port Angeles is going to be listen it is going to be so full of these changes so full of these changes yep and um and so then he at the end he goes you know uh what if she never came back what if i never saw her again so he's still doing that kind of rumination of like what if what if what if um and he you know she doesn't go to school the next day also because it's sunny so he doesn't see her and then now they're gonna go to uh to port angeles and that's where we're gonna be picking up next week not next week week. sorry sorry i jumped over that real quick not next week. Here we got. Relax. <laughs> the week after. Um, but I just, you know, Stephanie is 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 quite exhausting. She even when she oh, she's just so annoying. Um, and I feel like she's trying to do something, or she was trying to do something when this came out. When really she was just trying to make more money, which I'm not mad at her about trying to make more money. I mean, look at this. We're reading it right. It's <laughs> <So>, like. <laughs> It's, I'm not mad at her trying to make more money, but I am I am annoyed that she's like, yeah, it's it's not giving what you said it was going to give, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. I think, just one last thing before before we wrap it up. Um, you can find Microsoft products online. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.